Let's get to the very latest out of B.C., the devastation that is unfolding in British Columbia. Officials are now working to try and head off a potential catastrophe in Abbotsford, where a pump station is actually in danger of failing, and that is endangering everybody uh, there in the city. Global BC's Emily Lasden, she joined us earlier on the morning show, Carolyn and myself, from outside City Hall in Abbotsford, and we asked Emily, what is the latest uh, from uh, the city, from Abbotsford? This all came down uh, late last night. So here in Abbotsford, as you said, it's been one of the key areas of flooding, low-lying areas, a lot of farmland here. The issue right now is the Barrowtown pump station. It is at risk of being overwhelmed. Now, the Sumas Prairie area used to be a lake in the 1920s. Uh, it could well be one, again, depending on what uh, uh, really happens down the line here now just incredible video uh, shared on social media from the Barrowtown pump station residents working shoulder to shoulder to sandbag the facility uh, more than a hundred people showed up to help the cause now Abbotsford's mayor Henry Braun says if any of the four pumps at the Barrowtown station fail for any amount of time the Seamass Prairie will quickly be submerged in a torrent of water from the Fraser River again the pumps have not yet failed but the mayor telling us uh, if more flood water was coming in it'd be just too much to handle. Here's what officials are saying. If you are still on Sumas Prairie, you need to leave to get out of the area. Um, I, I know it's hard for farmers to leave their livestock, but people's lives are more important to me right now than livestock and chickens. We still have uh, many people that we need to evacuate from that area. We've reached out to provincial, federal resources to help support us. We have search and rescue resources coming in from across uh, the lower mainland to help us. This is primarily a water rescue, um, you know, and uh, we're monitoring it. It, it. Like we said, it is changing literally by the minute. Now, we're still waiting on a province-wide state of emergency. What can you tell us about what's happening around the rest of B.C.? Yeah, so there have been local uh, states of emergencies, but there has not been a province-wide state of emergency declared uh, related to all these floodings. But, uh, you know, the rest of the province, uh, really just deteriorating conditions. We have Merritt, who was basically underwater. Uh, water is receding, some good news there. But we've got, you know, Merritt, so a lot of trucks passing by there. We've got about 100 there just stuck. Uh, sanitation is low. Uh, food is dwindling. You go over to Princeton, much of the water, uh, much of the city there also underwater. Many on evacuation alert. Uh, a gas line also damaged and uh, temperatures are plunging there as well. Uh, our highways are a big story. The Coquihalla, a portion of that highway snapped in two. Everybody wants to know when our major highways will open. And it is anything from hours to days to weeks or months, depending on where you are. So uh, we understand there's a lot of people who, who want answers, but the province really just reiterating they are doing everything they can and are asking for patience. All right, that's Global BC's Emily Lazatin joining us earlier on the morning show from Abbotsford. Also want to play for you, here's uh, one of our colleagues, another one of our colleagues out of BC, Global News cameraman Mike Trimbrell. He was driving back from his cabin yesterday, and he thought he'd made it through the worst of things when he came upon some cars and people stopped on the side of the road. Have a listen to this. This roar came, and it hit my truck. And there was trees flying. I had my seatbelt on. I took it off and I laid on the floor in my truck. 
And my truck was moving all over, getting hammered by trees. I thought it was a goner. Uh, I turned around, looked at my truck. It was half buried. And all the cars that were on the road and all the people, they were just gone. All right, again, that is Global News cameraman Mike Trimbrell. And Mary, I know, like many of us, uh, you were really moved uh, when you saw this on the news last night, uh, heard it uh, this morning as well. I think, you know, as journalists and reporters, we're kind of used to uh, going where the danger is. Uh, We go to it rather than, uh, you know, go away from it. But uh, that just uh, shows us right there, you know, that, uh, you know, when you find yourself in a situation like this, just how emotional, how overwhelming it can be. Well, and when the force of nature hits you, quite literally, and we've been hearing so many stories about how that exact thing has been happening in B.C., you can't do anything but just shudder in its awe and uh, try and do what you can and and support each other through difficult circumstances. And we're certainly seeing uh, the challenges, once again, that the folks in B.C. are facing and also some of the resilience that uh, people in that province are are finding as they band together to try and find their way through this, this flood and this devastation. You bet. And one person that is finding that resilience is helping others is Bill Gerber. He is the director of Camp Hope, a camping and conference center in B.C. that is providing refuge for stranded travelers. And Bill joins us now here on Global News Radio. Bill, good afternoon. I know you're busy. Really appreciate the time. First off, can you tell us just how are things there? How are things at Camp Hope? Ah, Thank you. Good morning. Uh, Good morning here. Good afternoon there. Um, at Camp Hope, we have about 250 uh, people, to about 230 of these stranded travelers. We had <clears throat> 20 um, First Nations people from the of Lytton fire that wiped out 90% of the little town of Lytton back in late June, early, early July. So we have about 250 people there at the camp. Um, I just about missed this interview. An opportunity came up where I could... <clears throat> send uh, 500 pounds of groceries uh, in a helicopter up to the camp this morning. Typically we don't weigh our groceries, but today we weighed everything very exactly. So I was very excited they've been asking for that, but the um, helicopters, all the um, ways to fly uh, food right now, um, things are so busy, they're still doing rescue missions. The helicopter is still uh, finding people, uh, pulling them out of their from the cars from trap sections of the highway yeah is that from the mudslides that we've seen in the news over the last day or so bill that's correct because there was it was a very busy weekend and the slides trapped people in in different sections and um fortunately the people outside of our camp they were in a section and we were able to bring you know bring them in we bust many of them in some were able to drive in um, but some sections, uh, people weren't so lucky. And so they had nowhere to go but to stay in their cars and stay in there. And um, hopefully supplies are airlifted into them or they're being airlifted out. Yeah. How are they doing uh, physically and emotionally? I think it's a, definitely a stress uh, for some. Um, I know the people that we brought into our camp after only one night were greatly relieved and uh, very happy. They had no idea we were there. And so when our um, our maintenance guys went out on the highway and started, you know, knocking on windows and say, hey, come on in, come on in. Uh, they, it's like there was this corporate sigh of relief and um, and everyone who could readily, readily came in. 
Yeah. Can you quantify for us, uh, Bill, just the amount of water, the amount of uh, rain and the devastation that uh, you've seen the uh, past couple of days uh, where you are? I mean, it's one thing for all of us to watch this and see it on our TVs at home. It's another thing to experience it firsthand. The rain was just a massive amount. It just it just just did not let up. And it was like a the steady downpour. In Hope, I think it was um, 272 millimeters that we got in the uh, short period of time. And just the streams um, were just overwhelmed. And, and um, the rivers, it's hard to say, I, as you heard on, earlier on the newscast in our, the, the lower part of our area here, it is a lake already. And there are highways are covered. Uh, overpasses are sticking out of the water. Um, it's it's hard to quantify. It's just it's more than I've seen. I I think the last flood like this was like a hundred years ago, um, you know. And so no one alive here uh, really remembers what that flood was that long ago. But uh, it's 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 everywhere. You know, every stream, every creek, every pond. It's like every little body of water is just either max max at maximum levels or overflowing well listen one of the silver linings if you will out of situations like this is the way that uh, communities and people uh, come together uh, certainly uh, you are doing your part we uh, are thinking of and uh, wishing uh, you there at camp hope and everybody all the best in bc and obviously we will uh, continue to uh, watch and help in whatever ways uh, we can from uh, right across the country uh, bill thanks uh, for the time really appreciate it and thank you very much. All right. Bill Gerber is the director of Camp Hope, as we mentioned, a camping and conference center in B.C. that is currently uh, providing much needed help and refuge for stranded uh, travelers. And we're back after this break here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.